What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the J-Red Show on Anchor. And the Buffalo Bills, for the first time in 25 years, are your AFC East Division champions. They dominated the Denver Broncos 48-19. Josh Allen was 28-40. for 40. 359 yards, two touchdowns. Zach Moss had 13 carries for 81 yards. Stephon Diggs had 11 receptions for 147 yards. For Denver, Drew Locke was 20 for 32, 132 yards, one touchdown. Melvin Gordon had 11 carries for 61 yards. And Noah Fant had eight receptions for 68 yards and one touchdown. The Buffalo Bills played a 60-minute effort and just dominated the game from start to finish. They made some few mistakes, um, like um, Andre Roberts muffed a a punt that led to a Denver touchdown. But they're becoming less and less. I am starting to see the Bills um, play a complete game, more, more and more complete games. On both sides of the ball. And Jerry Hughes had a fumble return for a touchdown. The offense and the defense is starting to come together. And now the Bills will be heading to the playoffs for the third time in four years. Away their first round opponent. Will they get the number two seed or number three seed? Um, right now, they can't cast. Right now, Kansas City has clinched the number one seed, so they won't get a first round bye. But it's interesting to talk about who they will face in the first round. They could face Cleveland. They could face Indianapolis, Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore. I think Baltimore is the team that scares me the most. Because I know if Lamar Jackson can get hot, they can be dangerous. Um, they won 40-14 to over Jacksonville. Yes, the Jaguars are really bad. But um, still, we're starting to see Lamar Jackson get back to where he was last year. So the Ravens are the team I least want to face. The team I most want to face is the Dolphins. Um... They have a good team, but I'm a bit uncertain about Tua Tagaloa, and their alternative is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, But really, I look at this Buffalo Bills team, and if I was a fan of the other team, I would be scared to face the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I'm not saying the Bills are 100% guaranteed to beat the Ravens or the Dolphins or the Browns or the Colts. Because so you know what they say, any given Sunday. But I am very confident that the Bills should beat most of the opponents they play. You look at the season, their three losses. The first one was to Tennessee in a blowout. That was during the the COVID mess and rescheduling 
and they did not have time to properly prepare for that game. Um, second time was Kansas City. Um, I think the Chiefs are the only team that scares me, really. I think they are the only team that is really head and shoulders better than the Bills. But they did lose by nine, and the weather was not good for that game. So it'll be interesting to see if Josh Allen can outgun Patrick Mahomes if the weather cooperates. And the third loss was the very fluky Hail Mary loss to the Arizona Cardinals. So if you take away um, that Hail Mary, the Bills would be on a ten on a seven game win streak, possibly and possibly. And if you take away one bad week, and that Hail Mary, they are having a perfect season. The Buffalo Bills are a legit Super Bowl contender. They are they could very they could very well be playing in Tampa Bay. This February. I'll say this. I think Josh Allen is better than Jim Kelly. He is well on pace to break his single season records. I think Stephon Gilmore is better than Andre Reid. So in that regard, I think the Bills have a better shot at winning the Super Bowl than they did in the 90s. I mean, yes, there are some things the Bills need to improve on. Um, they don't have an elite running pack in like Thurman Thomas. Devin Singletary is good, but he's no Thurman Thomas. Um, they don't have um, an elite tight end, but um. And they don't have the all-time lead sack leader in Bruce Smith. But there are some areas in this team that is better than those 90s teams. So, I am feeling extremely confident the Bills will make a deep playoff run. Like I said, any given Sunday, but I am full expecting the Bills to, at the very least... Go into the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'll be—I have—I have some high expectations for this Bills team. I'm going to say that, um, that that my expectation is at the very least an AFC Championship loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, and I find and if they lose to any other team. It would be very disappointing. I mean, I'm not saying that a loss would ruin the season. I mean, despite COVID-19 and the lack of fans and every and everything gone that's gone wrong with the world, this is the most fun I've had watching a Bills team in my life. This is the most fun I've had watching a major pro Buffalo teams. Since the Breer and Drury era of the Buffalo Sabres in the mid-2000s. So, 
I'm not quite as Super Bowl or bust, but I am close. And I will definitely go into next season thinking Super Bowl or bust. So while it is disappointing that the, the Bills cannot go into this, the, the Bills fans cannot go to the stadium and enjoy this great season, I think the door, I think the window will be open for at least a couple years with the way Josh Allen is playing. With the way Sean McDermott coaches this team, they should be contenders for years to come. And now on to the former contenders. The Miami Dolphins defeat the New England Patriots 22-12, officially killing the dynasty. The Patriots will not make the playoffs for the first time since 2008. This is the first time since 2000 they will not have a winning record. This upcoming game against the Buffalo Bills will be the first Time the, the Patriots play a meaningless game where they are eliminated since 2000 when they went 5 and 11. Tua Tagaloa went 20 for 26, 145 yards, one interception. Salvat Hamad had 23 carries for 122 yards, one touchdown. Durham Smythe had five receptions for five, had five receptions for 40 yards. Cam Newton was 17 for 27, 29 yards. Sony Michelle had 10 carries for 74 yards, and Jacoby Myers had 7 sessions for 111 yards. So this game's going to be very surreal. The Bills have everything clinched, and the, and the New England Patriots are having a bad year. And then the New England Patriots have nothing to play for, that they're eliminated. It's just after 20 years of, it's just, it makes me so happy that after 20 years of the Patriots taking the Bills' lunch money, finally, the Bills take the Patriots' lunch money. And let's talk about Bill Belichick. I think this year proves that Tom Brady was more important to the dynasty. For the argument that Brady made Belichick and the... And the or or Belichick made Brady. I think this year proves that Bel that Brady made Belichick. However, it was quite an accomplishment for the Patriots. This is the worst roster they've had in a long time. And yet Belichick has managed to keep them in the playoff hunt until the third last week of the season. So, despite this... I still think Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. But he's not a miracle worker. He can only work he can only work with a good enough roster. Um but the roster is a mess right now. They have no quarterback. They don't really have a lot. Um, so if you still want to make the argument that Belichick made Brady, um, you could argue that Tom Brady has a lot more to work with. Um, so, but still, um, 
you you just you just gotta question a lot of the moves that Bill Belichick has made. The cupboard in New England is bare, and it could be a while before the Patriots are good again. So, of course, I feel no sympathy. They've had the arguably the greatest twenty year run in sports history. They now go into a down period. Miami's going to be a bigger threat to the division than Buffalo. But I think the Bills will dominate the division for at least 5-10 years. I don't know if the 20-year run of the Patriots could ever be duplicated. But it's it's definitely the Bills' turn to um, dominate the division. The New York Jets... Got their first victory of the season by defeating the Los Angeles Rams 23-20. Sam Donald was 22 for 31, 207 yards, one touchdown. Frank Gore had 23 carries for 59 yards. Jameson Crowder with six receptions for 66 yards. For the Rams, Jared Goff had 22, was 22 for 34, 29 yards, two touchdowns, one reception. Cam Akers was 16 for 15 for, was 15 for 63. And Tyler Higby was four sessions for 67 yards. And Jets fans are pissed. The only, If you're a Jets fan, the only hope you have for the near future is getting Trevor Lawrence. And the Jets are now tied with the Jaguars. I think the Jets still have a tiebreaker. But this is not good news for Jets for, for Jets fans who they have a bad owner. They have bad owners in the Johnsons. Their team is a mess. And their only hope is if they get Trevor Lawrence. That's what I've been with, with, with the Sabres. The Sabres have been a mess for a decade. And... It, turns, it looks like the Pagulos are in over their heads. But the only thing that's kept me interested in the team for the last 10 years is Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin. And the Jets, what are you looking? What do you have to look forward to? You have a deadbeat coach, Adam Gase. You're about to screw up the number one draft pick. So where do you go from there? Now maybe the Johnsons will fire Gase and get lucky and um, fire a good coach, but but what are your thoughts here on Twitter at J Red Show? I know I think the NFL is going to have a cow with um, this that Jets fans are furious with with with, with the NFL might want the NFL might consider changing the lot changing the draft rules add like adding a lottery system because. I know a lot of sports leagues just don't like it when teams tank. But my thing on tanking is somebody has to finish last place. And if you're a fan of a last place team, the only thing that keeps you interested, the only thing that keeps you buying tickets is the hope that you're going to get the sport's next big superstar. That someday. That this will help you someday turn things around. 
Because that's where I've been with the Sabres. Um, speak of the Sabres, not only are we going to celebrate the Bills winning the AFC East Division Championship since 1995, but the NHL is we also, but we are also return, celebrating the return of sports. The NBA will return tomorrow, and the NHL will return January 13th. And we have a vast scene. And we have vast scenes on the way. So we are on the road of get, of ending the COVID-19 pandemic and getting life back to normal. We still have a long way to go. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But at least we have a start. So basketball returns, hockey returns. Bills are going to won the ASCHS championship. We so this is a great times and all. Um as for the Sabres, um when the pandemic struck, um optimism with the Sabres was at an all-time low. The Pagulas announced they were keeping Jason Botterill and then made a mo strange move that um and firing him and replacing him with an equally inexperienced Kevin Adams, another inexperienced man. And Sabres fans were frustrated, angry. The Pagulos seemed like they were in over their heads, didn't know what they were doing. Optimism was at an all-time low. And they were losing money. They, they still are, but... It just felt like this was the darkest time. It just felt like back in March, April, May. This was the darkest time in the history of the franchise since 2003 with the John Vegas debacle. But then they signed Taylor Hall and Eric Stahl. A former MVP, another great player in Eric Stahl, over five goals. And that has rejuvenated optimism for the Sabres. That it gives Sabres fans hope that they will end their drought, playoff drought, get back to the playoffs, and hopefully win a cup. So I was with them. That was the lowest they ever felt about the team. I admit, in February, March, in, in, in March, April, May, for the fans that were calling for the Pagulas to sell the team, I was with you. But then they got Taylor Hall and Eric Stahl. That shows they still have the money to compete. Um, yes, I still question many of the moves. I still think they're a little too involved. I still question the move of Kevin Adams. But I hope he continues to prove me wrong. I hope they make the playoffs this year. Hall and Stahl should give the Sabres... Should improve the Sabres' offense. But... um. The defense and the goaltending still needs to be addressed. So, I'm hoping the Sabres will improve that before the 13th. Um, and another problem is they have a tough division. The only team they are head and shoulders better than them in is New Jersey. But their division includes the Boston Bruins, both New York teams, all, all three New York Metro area teams, Devils, Rangers, and Islanders. Pennsylvania teams, and the Capitals. 
So, it's going to be very difficult for the Sabres to make the playoffs. But there are some reasons things could happen. Um, I think the Sabres are the fourth best team in the division. I think the Flyers win the division. They have a guy who will be the best goalie in the NHL, and all four Lions play a solid defensively and can score. Former top pick Nolan Patrick is also close to being healthy for the first time in his career. Frost is a top player prospect who will do some damage. The Capitals, they could fall apart. Um, they did not lose much of anything in the offseason outside of Holtby, Sassanoff. The guy replacing Holtby, Sassanoff, will be this year's Carter Hart. Last year's season's Verna established himself making a legit top six forward to give him two top lines. Ovechkin will probably lead the league in goals this year. Trot, uh, for, um, May nice pick trade and sprung. For the Islanders, Trots. Um, I could stop there, but he's the best defensive team in hockey. They added um they added um a huge piece last year at the trade deadline at Pagu and has some of the best wingers you probably don't pay attention to. Like Lee, Eberly, Bailey, Berloff, Bellos. Should also make the team this year and will score a lot of goals. And this is going to be a bold statement. But I think the Buffalo Sabres make the four seeds. Um, Hall, Eichel, Stahl. Hopefully Skinner, get back to his, to, hopefully Skinner gets back to where he was. Cousins coming up. Dolan needs to make a jump. But yeah, I think the Sabres will make the playoffs this year. The Boston Bruins are old and slow. They'll miss Krug a lot. The Rangers are not quite there yet. The The Penguins are old and slow. And I think the Devils are tanking. But, um... So, yeah. It's very, very exciting time. Very interesting time. As we approach the end of the COVID pandemic, basically, I have a lot to hope for in 2021. I'm going to hope that the Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl because I think they can do it. I will hope that the Buffalo Sabres will get will um make the playoffs, and most importantly, I am hoping that the corona that we can get rid of the coronavirus. Not just because of the of the obvious of getting rid of the coronavirus, that I can go that we can go back to living a good life without worrying about this thing that's killing thousands of people a day. But I am hoping that in 2021, I will be at a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl parade. I am hoping that in 2021, that the Buffalo Sabre we will be back at Party at the Plaza. Because I really miss Party at the Plaza. It's been 10 years since we had Party at the Plaza. And I really hope that the Sabres can finally end this playoff drought. And I am hoping to be back at Amherst games and Bison's games. And, and concerts at Darren Lake. And just getting life back to normal. Hoping to attend a basketball game. Um... So I thought him on Twitter at J Red Show.
So this is a podcast for celebration, but it's also a podcast for hope. On to a down note, um, but it's good news for Barlow State fans. Um, ball, you beat the UB Bulls fall in the MAC championship game, thirty-eight to twenty. Um, ball State defeats the UB Bulls thirty-eight to twenty-eight in the MAC championship game. Drew Pitt was twenty for thirty-two, two hundred seventy-three yards, three touchdowns, one reception. Ty Evans had eighteen carries for ninety-four yards. Yanza Tyler had six receptions for 91 yards. Kyle Vantries was 29 for 42, 365 yards, one touchdown, one reception. Kevin Marks was nine carries for 93 yards, one touchdown. Antonio Nunn had 13 carries for 182 yards. So, disappointing se- it's going to be a disappointing season for UB. They will be facing Marshall in the Camilla Bowl on Christmas Day. But still very disappointing that the Bulls will not have an unbeaten season. I realize that if they went undefeated, they would not get a national championship, claim or unclaimed. But it still would have been a special year. The Bulls have not had an unbeaten season since 1897. And now they got to wait one more year for it. And just questionable coach decision has ruined a very special year for UB. Are you the best team in UB history? And just um, and for for college football, their CFP is it's gonna is in place. It's gonna be Alabama versus Notre Dame and Clemson versus Ohio State. It's very frustrating because ever. Again, we're seeing Alabama and Clemson, the lack of pariety in college football. How many times are we going to see Alabama and Clemson in the CFP? I mean, those two schools are just... We'll see if Notre Dame and Ohio State can pull off the upset. But those two schools are just head and shoulders better than the competition. And it's getting ridiculous. I mean, I do applaud what Nick Saban has done to Alabama. It's like we got, we got sick and tired of the Patriots, but we you got But you have to applaud what Brady and Belichick there. You got to applaud what Dabo Sweeney has done to Clemson. But you just want, you're just waiting for the year when other schools. Can just take the just take the mantle. Notre Dame looked like they were going to be that f- school. We did, we did see we did see LSU win last year, but Notre Dame defeated Clemson earlier. But then Notre Dame got crushed by Clemson thirty four ten. They were just no match for Trevor Lawrence, who was twenty five for 36, 322 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Travis and Titani has 10 carries for 184 yards. Amari Rogers had 8 receptions for 121 yards, 1 touchdown. And Taylor also had 1 touchdown. Ian Book was 20 for 28, 219 yards. Kyron Williams, 15 carries, 50 yards. Ben Swinski had 4 receptions for 54 yards. 
or I'll go with or Clemson's stats again. Trevor Lawrence was twenty six for thirty two was twenty five for thirty six. Two hundred twenty two yards, two touchdowns, one reception. Travis Etienne had ten carries for one hundred twenty four yards, one touchdown, twelve point four yards per carry. Amari Rogers had eight receptions for one hundred twenty one yards, fifteen point one per average, and one touchdown. So. Once again, very frustrated with college football. Hopefully they'll add eight teams next year because Cincinnati really deserved to be in there. Once again, the group of five schools get in the short end of the stick. And it'll be interesting to see where UB fits in there. Um, Cincinnati defeated Tulsa 27-24 on a last-minute field goal. Desmond Ritter was 19 for 29, 269 yards, one touchdown. He also led the team in carries with 16 carries for 83 yards, one touchdown. Alec Pierce had five sessions for 146 yards, one touchdown. For Tulsa, Zach Smith was 13 for, thir 13 for 30, 166 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Corey Taylor had 22 carries for 130 yards, one touchdown. And Sam Crawford had 30 sessions for 79 yards. I really hope college football should um, will expand the playoff to eight teams because it's perfect. You'll have the power five, all five power five champions. You'll have three wild cards, and I should have a rule that any group of five team that goes undefeated should automatically qualify. Like, if UB went undefeated, they should have a game against Alabama. Alabama would probably crush them, but UB should be give, at least given a chance. So, Texas A&M, I think, got screwed. I mean, I'm going to give them a pass this year because we had the coronavirus, we had an uneven schedule, but... The CFP, while it's better than the BCS, is not exactly perfect. It's still in this college football still needs to need some adjustments. What are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRed Show. The NBA is going to start off set up tomorrow. Um, just like college football, it does suffer a lack of variety as the Lakers are the overwhelming favorite um, to win the NBA championship. Um, basically, the only thing I'm looking forward to is LeBron's legacy. How many more championships will LeBron win? And how many, um, buck, how many, will he catch up to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, um, NBA scoring record? And how will fans react to it? Because no matter how often LeBron wins... Fans, a lot of fans will still argue that Michael Jordan is better. They will come up with excuses how Michael Jordan is better. Even though LeBron could, even though LeBron's about to has more points than him, he has he's about he, he looks like he's about to catch up to his championship record. Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has eleven. That's a plus play uncatchable. But LeBron James is closing on six, and. I mean, the correct answer is they play in different eras, so it's hard to compare their games. But LeBron James definitely is, 
has put in his name in the conversation for the best of all time. It's going to be interesting to see the arguments online. So, we celebrate the return of sports. We will see if LeBron James can surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. We will see if Alexander Ovechkin can break Wayne Gretzky's goal record. I want to talk about Ovechkin. Most people consider Gretzky the greatest of all time in hockey because a lot of his records are ridiculous. He has nearly 1,000 more points than second place Mark Messier. So, so most of his records are untouchable. But Alexander Ovechkin is on his way to break, could very well break his record for goals scored in an era where it's harder to score. And this is considering that the fact that Al Ovechkin lost a full, his full rookie season to a lockout. He lost a half a season to a lockout in 12-13. And then he lost half of this season to the coronavirus. If Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's record, he should be in the conversation for greatest of all time. But what are your thoughts on sports? Like I said, this is a podcast for celebration. I am and Bills fans are celebrating the Buffalo Bills' first AFC East Division Championship in 25 years. And the rest of sports fans and the rest of the world are celebrating, well, we'll be celebrating the return of the NBA, the return of hockey, sports coming back to normal, but most importantly, the end of the coronavirus, the return of concerts, the return of movie theaters, and the return of normal life. What are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow, and I will see you later.